Hey, you're listening to That Witchy Stuff, and I'm your host, Celeste. Hey, witches. I hope this episode finds you doing very well and happy and healthy. Um, And if it doesn't, then I hope you are planning to do some magic on yourself or on whatever else to improve your situation. Uh, Today, we're going to talk about graveyard magic. But first, I want to give a huge, huge, huge shout out to Mia in the Facebook group. Mia posted a poll recently. Um, Well, first, Mia binged every episode. And thank you. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, And I, I... feel like I should apologize also (laughs) I'm so sorry for whatever I said that was cringy um but uh yeah Mia suggested um several things uh that we could talk about and included that as a poll so that people could vote for uh topics that they like the most and one of those was uh cemeteries um So yeah, speaking of the Facebook group, uh, don't forget, you can join it by going to the little search bar in Facebook and typing in that witchy stuff. There'll be a couple of questions uh, for you to answer. They're pretty simple and they, the answers don't matter. I'm just, I just want to know who we are as a group. Um, But uh, we, well, I have reached a point where I am not letting people in if you don't answer those questions questions so make sure you look for them and make sure you answer them uh and you can still follow me on twitter at stuff underscore witchy um i haven't posted in i don't even know how long and i'm not making any promises to post anytime soon but maybe one day i will and you'll be pleasantly surprised to see some kind of awesome meme by me not by me because i didn't create it or it wouldn't be a meme um but posted by me So anyway, uh, yeah, we're going to take just a short little break, uh, literally only because I like that little jingle, and then we'll be right back. All right, so graveyard magic. Um, Mia's uh, poll question specifically was, um, my opinion, the benefits, and the legal ways for practicing there. So... um, I am going to start with legal ways and the other kind of, uh, you know, mundane like rules. First and foremost, it is a place where you should be respectful, um, regardless of your religious beliefs or lack thereof. There are people there who are grieving and or even if they're not there at that moment, you know, they they may walk in on whatever it is you're doing. So keep it low key, keep it respectful. Um, That includes things like not running around, you know, not playing leapfrog on the headstones. Um, Speaking of that, you really shouldn't touch the headstones at all because even though they're, you know, these big, heavy, strong rocks, rocks do weather and the more people touch them, the more they weather. So, and I know, I know my one little hand touching this one little headstone is not going to hurt anything. But when you consider all the one little hands over a period of time, it can add up to a lot. And then for the older headstones, um, they're already weathered. So you can't necessarily see where um, 
fractures are forming like uh like faults are forming in the rock and some moderate pressure can cause it to actually break and we don't want that because that would really suck so don't touch the headstones um now there are some uh cemeteries that will allow rubbings so that's like if you get a piece of paper and a piece of charcoal and you like rub it across the the headstone um but a lot of places don't allow it so you need to look and see um you also need to look and see if there are other like less obvious things to consider um like for example when i first started looking into all of this I landed on um, the cemetery rule, rules for uh, Savannah, for the, the cemeteries that are like owned by the city or state or whatever. And they very specifically outline that is a, a sacred space and that there can't be any practice of anything that they consider sacrilegious, including Wicca, witchcraft, Satanism, demonology, and they voodoo they listed out several things that they uh, find to be sacrilegious. So, well, I take offense to that um, <laughs> in a way, like I kind of also feel like it's not really the place to have that argument. You know what I mean? So when you're there, uh, keep it low key if you can. Also, you may not uh, find hours posted. Uh, generally the rule with the law is that it uh, is sun up to sundown. Those are the hours that most cemeteries are open and being in them when they're not open is um, likely to get you arrested or at least kicked out by the cops. And you don't want that. That's not the way to make a spell go well. <laughs> um, so uh, let's see what else. Um, I'm going back to my notes. My phone keeps going back to sleep because I forgot to turn that off. And now I... Uh, Oh yeah, flames. A lot of places um, have rules against open flames. So that's not just like a big bonfire, you know, that includes things like candles. Um, so keep that in mind and you may need to adjust your, your practice accordingly. And really, especially if you're in an area, you know, like in California in the dry season, you don't want to be on the news as the one who started the wildfire because you were practicing witchcraft in a graveyard um I don't know maybe you do want to be on the news for that but all the other witches don't want you to be on the news for that um so uh another kind of thing to um just sort of uh keep in mind is some cemeteries that I came across do have regulations even on things like what you wear they don't want any kind of like outlandish what they consider to be outlandish um attire so uh some of the places i read specifically mentioned historical wear or theatrical wear um and said that those are appropriate for certain pre-approved special occasions um otherwise they don't want you to do anything that is going to be um potentially offensive really is kind of what it boils down to you know they even said stuff like you can't dress up as clowns or zombies or things like that and I mean you know think about it clowns are pretty freaking scary in the first place seeing one in a cemetery lurking behind a tree may be funny to you 
probably not to the person seeing it. I know that would scare the shit out of me. Um, so yeah, and zombies, not cool. Don't dress up like a zombie in a, in a graveyard. <laughs> it's pretty messed up. Um, but yeah, so a lot of it is pretty basic common sense stuff. Um, most of all, just uh, figure out where you're going to go. I mean, this isn't really one of those kind of situations where you want to just like drive around until you find a cemetery that calls to you and then go there. You really, you actually really do want to do a little bit of research first. Just make sure that where you're going to be going is open to the public and that uh, you're not going to be causing problems when you're there. So um, let's see, let's move on to the more um, witchy suggestions then i don't want to say rules because to me rules are meant to be broken you give me a rule i'm going to break it i'm going to find a way to break it and not uh get in trouble for it <laughs> i don't like rules um so um first and foremost it is a sa sacred space regardless of um your religion your view on religion how religion views you any of those things. So where there may be situations where I may want to be very brazen in my um, beliefs, the cemetery is not the place for it. Uh, and it's only because it's where other people are grieving, you know, regardless of how they may or may not view you at any other time. And this time they're people are hurting there so keep that in mind I feel like I already said that but maybe not I may have only thought it um okay so speaking of the fact that people um have a tendency to be hurting there you know when when people have come together in a place over a long period of time with a lot of emotion that emotion can kind of linger it can kind of like build up over time and linger you know that's why a lot of us feel so uncomfortable in hospitals hospitals are places that have huge emotion like built up and lingering um you know people are are dying they're being born they're you know living only to live um, a less um, capable life than before. They are living and, you know, and it's celebrated. It's, there's all these huge emotions in a hospital. Um, cemeteries also have a lot of huge emotion, but most of the emotion that's going to be built up in a cemetery isn't going to be joyful, you know, um, it's sort of like, have you ever walked into an old church? Re again, regardless of your feelings on religion, when, like when I've been, when I visited New Orleans, um, I wasn't practicing witchcraft yet, uh, but I was still already very um, atheist slash anti-religion in general. Um, but there was a church that I went into and even in my lack of Christian belief, I felt this very definite sense of 
this other emotion you know I mean like awe there was a level of awe and just a level of like I didn't want to speak loudly like the urge to whisper was there there was no getting around it and even my kids I I had my kids with me and that was like almost 10 years ago so they were like uh pretty little um single digits on two of them and even they were very you know quiet and whispery um so yeah my point is spaces can build up and hold on to the emotion that um is happening there there's a word for that it's called a gregor uh if you want to look into it e g r e g o r e i think but it is e g it's e gregor um, anyway, so it is a sacred sacred space. Now you can use that sacred um, fact or not. Like that's up to you. You know, like if you want to draw on that energy, it's it's available to you. And that's one of the reasons why I think that um, witches have a tendency to to enjoy graveyard magic. Um, the other thing is a liminal space. Liminal space is um it's actually a psychological term i think it's a place it's like a transformative space um it's a place where in between point a and point b you're on the way from point a to point b but you're neither in point a nor point b do you understand what i'm saying like you're on a journey even if it's a single step there's a place between you're only in a and you're only in b and that is a liminal space so what does that mean uh liminal i mean as far as witchcraft what does that mean liminal spaces when it comes to witchcraft can be thin spaces spaces where you can access other otherness more easily, whether the otherness that you want to access is, um, you know, the universal energy or ancestral or spirits or deities or demons or whatever, like they're thin spaces because they're in this liminal state, you know, it's for, it's a space place where we live in liminality I don't know if that's a word but you know when you're visiting a graveyard you're not just thinking only about the fact that your loved one died you're thinking about the fact that your loved one died and at some point you're also going to die and since we are all dying as soon as we're born or before, actually, um, it's a state where you're conscious of that fact that you also will die. So, and it, you know, it's a kind of a place between life and death because you once you die, regardless of what you believe happens to your spirit or your soul, your body's left behind. So you've got your living self, the visitor, and you have the, the, bodies that are buried you know that's 
the body is that space in between because the spirit or soul has moved on. And what's left is just the body. That's that point in between is neither living in a body nor living as a, a spirit in whatever happens after death. So liminal spaces can be very uh, powerful tools to use in magic. And there are all kinds of things, you know, they can be doorways, like literal actual doorways. Um, and you can use them as doorways. Okay, so some of the things that I read uh, said that you must, 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 must always offer um, or have offerings to give. Um, things like shiny coins, alcohol, tobacco, flowers, so on. Um, there may be rules about what you're allowed to leave. So again, check your check your local rules. But um, yeah, uh, I've read that you should always leave offerings. Um, I've also read that uh, some people believe you should not wear anything new to a graveyard. And I don't know why. Uh, I legitimately have no clue why. There's probably some reason for it. Um, that one doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. It just doesn't make any sense at all, actually. Um, other things that I've read are uh, that you shouldn't use mirrors in a graveyard, and I kind of tend to agree with that one, even though, um, like, on a logical level, I don't want to agree with that one, but, like, my intuition tells me that I agree with that one, and that's one of those things where, like, I probably just wouldn't take that chance regardless of whether or not it is complete and utter bourgeois, I don't think I'm going to take that chance. And it's because, you know, so again, talking about liminal spaces, mirrors are liminal spaces too. Um, and, you know, there's all kinds of like legend and really even mythology about mirrors or reflections. You know, I mean, um, what was her name? Uh Eros? Wasn't it Cupid and Eros? One of them, no. Oh, shoot. Oh, it's right on the tip of my tongue. There's a flower named after it. But one of the, one of the Greek myths is about um, the person who stared into their reflection for so long that they basically died and turned into a flower. Oh, I don't remember. It doesn't matter. It's not at all relevant. My point is that um, there has been um, otherness about reflections for, you know, millennia, probably since the beginning of time. I mean, even even the, you know, um, Cro-Magnon would have seen the reflection at some point or another, and they probably had something to feel about it, too. Um, so, uh, no mirrors in a cemetery. And on that note, probably no cameras or other electronic voice devices. Um, I mean, like cameras or uh, an electronic voice recorder could certainly pick up things <laughs> that you may not see otherwise. Um, but it may be a situation where there's the potential for it to pick up so much stuff that 
uh, it may not be good or appropriate to to do. And also older cameras, like not digital cameras, use mirrors, by the way. Um, so just, you know, uh, keep that in mind. And I wanted to mention too, you know, for me personally, I don't believe that a graveyard is full of ghosts of the people whose bodies are there. Like, I don't think that's how it works. You know, we don't even bury the dead for several days. So I don't, I feel like our spirit would have already either moved on or at least moved away from our dead body if I'm a stuck spirit the last thing I want to do is stand there and watch somebody embalm me like I'm getting out of there that's horrifying um but even though I don't believe that the spirits of the dead who are buried there are there I do believe it's a thin place that uh may give you access to lots of other things so if you go into a graveyard and you're going in with like I don't know a Ouija board and saying anyone here want to talk you know like hey you up you may get more than you bargained for so um yeah I wouldn't do that but if you do it let me know how that works out for you um so on that note uh, protection is probably important here and you know I'm not one to to really usually go on about magically protecting yourself but I actually do think that when you're in a place where you know there's a higher chance that um, there could be something it just makes sense to go ahead and add a little bit of little bit of protection to yourself um, one of the first things I thought of when I thought well you should probably protect yourself was if you when you're about to um, enter into the graveyard I might uh, envision like an energetic field that I pass through and then when it's time to leave I might kind of do like a quick scan to see if I notice anything lingering on me um, and even if I don't when I go through the same place where I put that barrier before I walked in, I, because I want to like kind of a uh, strip off on the walking in, I want to kind of strip off any, anything that may be lingering on me then, you know? Um, but when I'm leaving, I really want to strip off anything that may be lingering on me, you know? So sort of think of it like, um, you know, a magical field that you can go through, but other things can't. So it just sort of um, pulls them off of you. Um, there are are loads of um, other ways that you can protect yourself too, of course. Um, do whatever feels right to you at that point. Um, I would definitely, if I was going to do magic in a graveyard, I would definitely um, cast a circle probably just that kind where I'm imagining like an energetic field of light in a bubble around me. Um, but yeah, uh, cleanse yourself in whatever way you see fit before and after and protect yourself when you're there. Now, um, some places that I read mentioned gatekeepers and I don't mean this in the bad way kind of 
like this this is gatekeeping behavior is like actual gatekeepers you know like keepers of the gate um so some places that I read sorry I was putting chapstick on that was very rude of me my lips were really dry though um so there may be like one spirit who owns that space I don't want to say owns but they they're the caretaker you know and it's their job to make sure that anything that they don't approve of happening there stops or leaves you know in a hurry that may be something just like you don't feel the warm and fuzzies when you're in there it may be something like you don't feel any connection to the magic or anything universal when you're there it may be something much more unpleasant than that you know um it may be just a matter of like uh things happening in a way that makes you feel very much unwelcome and I don't think it's going to be something like you know demons attacking you or something I just don't really buy into all that kind of stuff but it could be things like you know maybe you brought a candle and your candle won't stay lit or you know and there's no wind but your candle won't stay lit or maybe you brought like a a bottle of some type of oil or or water or something and you can't get it to open or it breaks <laughs> you know it may be something very uh overtly supernatural or it may just be a whole bunch of really inconvenience minor inconveniencing minor stuff um so uh that could be the gatekeeper um and it's just like you know if you think about if you think about dealing with people, you know, maybe you're dealing with someone who's just like, I'm just going to pack up my toys and go away. You can't play with my toys. I'm taking my toys away from you. Or it may be someone who's going to be like all up in your face about it. Like I'm not leaving. I'm not taking my toys away and I'm screaming at you until you leave. Um, so a rule of thumb is to, get to know the space and try to get to know the gatekeeper. Um, it, you know, a lot of it's going to be based on intuition. If you go into a graveyard and you're not feeling a lot, either listen harder or find a different graveyard. Um, it could be that you're being like shielded from being allowed to feel um magical connections there like you're being blocked but it could also just be that you need to really listen harder um okay so <clears throat> once you have found a graveyard that you want to go to you should ask permission of the gatekeeper or spirits or space before you do anything magical. I would really strongly recommend spending a little bit of time in a graveyard before you do anything magical. You know, uh, get to know the space. I don't think I would go so far as to say go to it your first time without any kind of um, magical uh, tools or ingredients or whatever with you. I would bring some but 
I would be prepared to either not use them at all or just do something really super low key, like casting a circle or, you know, uh, I don't know, sending out good blessings to the spirits of the place, whatever it is you do. I'm just saying I would take the opportunity to um, get to know that space before you do any kind of magical working. And, you know, you may have different spaces for different types of workings, either within the same cemetery or, you know, different cemeteries for different purposes. There may be certain areas of the cemetery where you feel a much more peaceful magic, and there may be certain areas where you feel a much more energetic magic or maybe a much more angry type of magic. And you can use those things with permission. Um, you can use those things as different types of tools for what you're working on. Um, but, you know, that comes back to getting to know the space and also listening to your intuition and listening to what the space slash spirit slash gatekeeper, deities, whatever, ancestors, listen to what they may be telling you um, and then ask permission. And if you don't feel like you're getting an answer, that may be your answer. If you're not getting permission, then they may not be giving permission. Um, okay, so uh, leave offerings. Um, I don't know. I feel kind of, eh, eh, I feel kind of iffy about leaving offerings. Because you're also, it means that you most likely are leaving something for someone else to clean up. Um if you leave coins uh, on a headstone, people usually will leave them. Same goes with rocks. If you leave rocks on a headstone, um, people see that as you pay in respect to that person. Um, so you can do that. But still, eh, I don't know that I would leave actual, actual offerings. Um, on the note of leaving things, there's also the aspect of taking things away. We as witches like to find little things here and there in nature that we will bring home and use later on in our witchcraft. And I think that's perfectly fine. In fact, I think it's the way you should do it when you can. But when you're talking about taking something from a cemetery, one, you're not allowed to take human remains, even if you're like in New Orleans and they have um, washed up because you know New Orleans um not just New Orleans uh well New Orleans is below sea level lots of Louisiana lots of Louisiana is at sea level or barely above it and people who were buried as the water table rises underground sometimes bones come up so if you're in a situation like that you are still not allowed to take human remains from that cemetery like I want to really stress that you can get in really big trouble for it legally like federally <laughs> don't do it it's not worth it um but if there are other offerings that you may want to take I mean other things that you may want to take not offerings if there are things you want to take like graveyard dirt we use that in a lot of witchcraft um you should ask for permission before you do that um, 
it's really a good idea to go to old cemeteries, like more than 100 years old, um, partly because usually those cemeteries are kind of retired, like they're not accepting new guests. Um, they're closed. Uh, but it's also just got that older historical feel. Um, and the kind of, if you're going to use graveyard dirt, for example, the kind of energy that would be associated with that is probably going to be a much more peaceful kind of energy than if you, you know, take the graveyard dirt from someone that, you know, died in a horrific accident and their life was cut short. There's going to be different kind of energies there. Now, as far as um, what to uh, what to use graveyard dirt for, uh, you know what? I actually don't even know. Okay, so I actually realized I have no idea what you use graveyard dirt for. Um, so I paused my recording so I could go do a little bit of research. So uh, I'm back. Um, the research that uh, I did tells me that like with most things to do with witchcraft, there is no one straightforward answer. <laughs> Shocking, right? Um, but from what I gather, graveyard dirt can be used basically for any kind of spell. It's used a lot in um, like baneful magic. So someone has upset you and uh, you're going to do something magically to them and maybe you're going to use graveyard dirt for that. Um, that might be sort of like a general all-purpose sort of thing but it's really 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 not only just that um a lot of uh times graveyard dirt is used for things like um necromancy which i say with hesitation because i always thought necromancy was like magic to raise the dead apparently it's any sort of magic that has to do with the dead like ancestral magic um or talking with spirits of um you know, people who have died. Um, so you can use graveyard dirt when you're going to do um, anything where you are reaching out to the dead, whether it's, you know, like using a Ouija board or maybe you're going to do a tarot spread, anything like that. If you want to pull that ancestral type of um, energy into it, then you can use graveyard dirt for that. And I, I hesitated as I said that because ancestral doesn't necessarily mean your own personal ancestry. You know, we're really all linked. Um, I mean, that's not to say you should appropriate anyone's culture, but, you know, if you're using graveyard dirt, you can reach out to ancestors, however you view that. Um uh, okay, so uh, we said baneful magic, we said ancestral magic. Um, a lot of people will use it for protect protection spells. Um, if you are going to do that, actually, uh, I should say it can be helpful to know the grave that you're getting it from. 
like if it's one of your loved ones, then that might be a good um, use for a protection spell. If it is uh, if it is something like, you know, um, a judge um, and you have a court case coming up, you know, then that might be good to to use for a spell about your court case. Um, but still, you know, I mean, like, I feel like it's kind of disrespectful to just like go digging up random people's digging on random people's graves because you found out they were, you know, the principal of a school or something. It just feels icky, um, like way crossing boundaries, in my opinion. In my opinion, graveyard dirt doesn't even necessarily need to be from directly over the grave. I feel like it permeates the area and you can dig it up in a small and conspicuous place that's not disrespectful to anyone but that's me and I haven't done graveyard magic and you may feel differently about that um but you know I mean you if you wanted to do a like a spell for long-lasting love maybe you um get some graveyard dirt from one of those graves where it's like the husband and the wife and you saw that they were married for, you know, like 87 years because it says so on their headstones. I mean, they had a long and lasting love. Who knows what kind of relationship they actually had, but they stayed together all that time. And that might be what you're going for. Um, so, yeah, I mean, really, I think that using graveyard dirt in a spell is going to be something that's going to bring in very powerful energy. So you need to be cognizant of what you're doing and and what kind of effect that's going to have on, on your spell. Um, and there is the potential for there to be other entities involved when you're using something like graveyard magic because you're literally, if nothing else, you're literally calling on, you know, years and years of outpourings of grief. So, you know, I mean, there's strong, strong, strong energy there. Just be careful of how you're using it. Oh, there was one other thing that I meant to mention, too, as far as like the witchy rules. I read one place that some witches practice veiling when they're in a cemetery. So either wearing like, you know, a black veil over your head um, or a scarf to cover your hair and basically the top of your head to prevent other energies from being able to enter your crown chakra. Um, eh, I mean, you could probably hear my voice. I'm not really into that, but I can see where it makes sense. I also feel like wearing a black veil to a funeral, I meant to a cemetery is going to look a little I don't know, it's actually probably going to look a little bit cool, but it's also going to look a little bit obvious, you know. It, I guess it depends on how you're doing it. Man, I don't know. I don't know. It's up to you, all of it. It always is, always up to you, because that's what witchcraft is. But, I don't know, graveyard dirt? I wouldn't, you know what I wouldn't do, though? I would not buy some online, because you have no, no way of knowing. I mean, Surely these people don't just have like a ton of graveyard dirt in their living room that they're packaging up to send out to people, you know. That's one of those things I would actually really collect it myself. And if I couldn't, then I probably wouldn't use it.
I wonder if you could do other things though. Like maybe you could, you know, you know how like we charge crystals with, with um, moonlight or sunlight or whatever. I wonder if you could charge your crystals with graveyard energy. I bet you could. Or a jar of water instead of it being like moon water, you've got graveyard water. Actually, I feel a whole lot more comfortable with that than I do with, with like the dirt. I don't know why, um, but that's something that I I might do. Actually, I'm just getting all these ideas in my head. Um, yeah. Uh, so, you know, again, rules are meant to be broken, and there uh, really aren't. There's nothing to say that you can't do it that way. So if that sounds good to you, then maybe you should do it that way. Or if you took some little bit of growing thing, not flowers off of someone else's grave, that's rude. But if there's, you know, like a bush or something growing and, and you take a few leaves, I bet it would be really imbued with some really strong liminal energy. I mean, it's literally something living from an area of something dead. That seems pretty portalish to me <laughs> um but but yeah so graveyard magic I think it's pretty obvious I've never done it I don't even know what I would do it for and I, I'm just way too lazy to actually go to a graveyard just for all this um so yeah uh that's my story um or lack thereof Anyway, tell me what you think. Uh, don't forget, we've got that question at the end um, on the Spotify page, like on the episode page. You can go to that question that says, what did you think of this episode? And you can either tell me what you thought of this episode or you can tell me anything, any kind of experience you've had. And if you would like for me to read that on air, I would love to do it. Just tell me if you want me to use your name or not, or make up a name, or give me your magical name. Y'all know Celeste isn't my, my real name. Um, some of you uh, caught me slip and know my real name. Some of you didn't notice, and that's okay, too. Um, but yeah, so uh, anyway, if you have some sort of experience with graveyard dirt or anything else witchy, and you would like for me to read it on air, please share it with me. I really would love to do that. And um, yeah, uh, that's all I got. I will talk to y'all later. Bye, witches.